Welcome to the Axiom Podcast. My name is Shannon and I'm your host today. And today I have Cameron Earhart with us. And he is going to be um, ending this conversation that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks about no bad teams. Hi, Cameron. Hey, excited to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Uh, last week, we talked with Joey and we discussed extreme ownership, where good teams actually come from. He talked a lot about um, how to really implement extreme ownership, how to take a really good look at your team, but also how to take a look at yourself um, and what individuals on your team might be struggling with. So if you haven't yet, make sure you listen to part one and part two of No Bad Teams. Um, but without further ado, Cameron is going to start us off today talking about um, values and what it looks like to have values for your business. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. Uh, so everybody's heard of core values at this point. It was a huge push probably 20 years ago in the corporate world, uh, especially publicly traded companies that, okay, we need to have core values so uh, stakeholders can identify what we stand for. And uh, so at this point, it has definitely trickled down into small and medium-sized companies. And with almost every client that we go and start with, we see some form of core values. I think for myself, there's maybe been one client who hasn't had core values when we started. So it's definitely prevalent. Everybody knows about them. But I think what we've seen, and, and Shannon, correct me if if uh, if you disagree here, but majority of companies get core values wrong in, yeah. in two ways. One, in how they come up with their core values, how they define their core values or lack of defining their core values. And then the other side of the token, how they actually implement them and use them or lack of using them. And so that's really what I wanted to talk about today was uh, both of those, how do we come up with great core values, and then how do we actually use them so that we see an impact, a change in our organization? Absolutely, I'm excited to hear about this because I will agree with you, and I'll even throw myself under the bus here. Um, when I the last business that I ran, I had core values, but that's very loose <laughs> as far what as what were your core we were values? Actually. Oh my goodness. I would have to bring up the sheet. I can't even remember. I know one of them okay. was fun. Yes. And one of them was probably like celebrate or something like that. I know they were all a lot like, of fun words. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> None of them had to do with actually creating a culture that I wanted. Party, celebrate, fun. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh no, but that that is so often the case. I I was at an organization once and we had the uh, core value of fun. We had Four core values. That's the only one I remember. Uh, none of them were defined. And they got brought up once a quarter in our all hands quarterly meeting. And the owner very awkwardly is like, All right, these are our core values. Let's uh let's keep at it. <laughs> what? How do we keep but at it? But did you have fun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We weren't having too much fun. That's why I'm not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cameron. Well. What would you say um, when we're thinking about values so that we don't have this situation where we don't remember what our values are? How do we really create those three to four values and really define them well? Yeah. So like you said, three to four values, that is one of the keys. I, I think too, too many times organizations just start going overboard with core values. And they're like, we have to cover all of our bases. And so they come up with 12, 15 
20 core values. And at the end of the day, nobody can remember 10 values. Nobody can remember six, seven values. I mean, if, if they can, they're not making as much of an impact uh, as they could if we could if we can narrow it down. And typically after about four values, they, they start to become redundant in nature anyways. And so, uh, so yeah, we want three to four core values. And then the biggest key here is that we define our core values. And so just some quick guidelines for defining your core values. We want them to be clear, achievable, and, and concise. And so by clear, I just mean unambiguous. Like I know exactly what you're trying to say. Uh, I, I use the example of Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work, right? Because it's it's catchy, it's clever, but that really tells me nothing about how that should shape my attitude and behavior within the company. So we want to be clear, we want to be achieve. It needs to be achievable in the sense that universally anyone in the company has the ability to live out this core value. Uh, sometimes we have the core value of integrity and then a definition of we always do the right thing no matter what, even when no one's watching. And I get it. I get why we want to have that as a core value. Um, but can we can we come up with a definition for integrity that's that's going to have a more significant impact that people are actually going to believe they can achieve all the time? I think it's really, really important. I want to drive this part home is that you don't have to just pick a word from the dictionary and take the meaning from the dictionary and make that the meaning of the value. Yeah. That's a great point. Really good point. Yeah. You get to come up with your own definitions. And that's one of the fun parts of coming up with your core values. And, you know, we, we say this all the time, what, what one value means to me could mean something completely different to you. So if you have a core value of hard work, I guarantee you, if you go around and you ask all of your employees, what do you think I mean by hard work? There's going to be if you have 10 employees, there's probably going to be 10 different answers. So you have to define it for them. You have to let your team know exactly what you mean by hard work. Um, and the last, that last part, the concise, we just need it to be succinct enough that we can memorize it. Ideally, we want the entire team to have all the definitions memorized, but definitely you as the owner and definitely the leadership team uh, should memorize. So if you have three to four core values, they're defined and the definitions are clear, achievable, and concise, then you are well on your way. That's the first step that most companies mm -hmm. don't do or they don't do well. Um, so if you do that, then you're checking a huge box of actually uh, making and uh, starting to make an impact with your core values. Yeah. So when we're thinking about these three to four values and we're thinking about the different definitions that we could have for them and we want to make sure our team aligns with those, um, what are some things that we should be avoiding? Yeah. So we want to, with the definitions, we definitely want to avoid cliches. Uh, you know, I mentioned one earlier, uh, but we, we see this a lot and it's, it just comes across as lazy. And it's like, you know, if I, if I'm an employee of a company and someone has the, uh, the definition of integrity and it's, we always do the right thing, even when no one's watching, like, ah, oh, did like, really, like, does this, do I really need to uh, view this value as important because I've heard this a million times. It's very cliche. So let's stay away from cliches. Um, but then the other the other big mistake that we see a lot of business owners make is they're very externally focused. And again, I think this stems from the, the big push from the corporate world, from publicly traded companies to come out with core values that are uh, very focused on the external stakeholder because they want to make a point that we're environmentally sound, we're economically sound, where we care um, about uh, what's going on 
uh, in our culture. And that's great. But at the end of the day, your values are not meant to change the external culture. They're meant to change the internal culture within the four walls of your company. And so if they're not first and foremost addressing how your team members should act and behave and uh, what should shape their attitudes, then they're falling short. So that is probably one of the biggest mistakes we see. Make sure that your core values, first and foremost, address your team members. And they should be able to cover enough ground that they also impact how we uh, act, how we behave towards those outside of the four walls. But it can't just be that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't want to dive too deep in this because this could become a whole other podcast all by itself. But when you talk about not being external focused and wanting to have it align with our team members, what if we have a really solid team and then we decide that we're going to create these three to four values, we're going to define them really well, and we're going to walk in and we're going to say, this is what we want our focus to be. This is what we want our culture to look like. And this is what we need our team members to uphold. What if we have team members who say, absolutely not? What would you say to those um, leaders? Because I'm sure we have some who are listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good question. And it's a tough one. But when, when we lay out core values, we need with our clients, I'm talking about, we need the business owners to believe that those core values are the standard for attitude behavior moving forward. So they are non-negotiable. And so they need to give every team member the option of signing up for those core values, right? Because if that team member is already there, they didn't originally sign up for those core values when they came on board. And so if the business owner is rolling out new core values, they need to give them the option of saying, hey, if you don't believe that you can live by this new standard, day in and day out within this company, please come talk to me. I will help you find your next role. I will help you get to your next company. Um, it's going to be what's best for you and what's best for this company because moving forward, these are non-negotiable. These are the rules that we are all going to live by, including myself. I'm, I'm committing to these as well. So that's the type of seriousness that we need business owners to, um, to, to view their uh, values in. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about culture. If you've been around the block or two with, with Axiom, even if you've only been here for a minute, you have probably seen in bold, bright letters that we talk about culture a lot. <laughs> um, what are some things that we suggest using to drive culture, especially coming from that values conversation? Yeah, so so culture is... Uh funny word because there's a million and one definitions out there. And for most people, when you ask them, what do you believe culture is? Or what's your culture like in your company? Is typically, are, are we getting along as a team? And so some days the culture is great. We're all getting along. And some days the culture sucks because there was drama and gossip and you know terrible things going on. And so we believe at Axiom, you know, as you know, Shannon, that culture is much more than just getting along with each other. And so it's a, it's a set of beliefs that are driving all of our behavior. Uh, that is the main component of culture. So if we just have four values and we don't do anything with them, then they're really not making an impact on our culture. And so that's why we have to talk about, okay, what do you actually do with these core values? And the two biggest, like, or I'll say the two most practical ways that you can use core values are through celebrating uh, when the when the core values are lived out, we call those a very practical way to do that. We call it mission moment, which we can talk about in a second. And then the other side of that token is when people go against the core values, 
having difficult conversations with them, which we call values conversations. So it's two parts, celebrating the good and calling out, uh, you know, nipping the bad. And, uh, and so when you center those around core values, that's when you build a culture around core values, which is, which is really what a culture is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about mission moments. What does that look like? I know we do have some listeners who are clients of ours that definitely know what mission moments are. It's something that we um, preach to our clients constantly and we do in all of our Agenda 52 meetings. But what is how can we explain that to somebody who doesn't work with us? Yeah, so we, we teach all of our clients that as a leadership team, you need to be meeting every single week, 52 times a year. And then with every single one of our clients and with uh, internally with Axiom, we start every single one of those leadership meetings with mission moments. And that is a time where we get to recognize, we get to acknowledge and celebrate when we saw, when we noticed other team members live out our core values. And so uh, just very practically speaking, uh, this past Monday, yesterday, we were we had a uh, leadership meeting. And in the meeting, I think I gave a mission moment to Carrie, right? Because of all the hard work that she had done around the uh, event that we had, around the presentation that we had. And so I, I gave her the mission moment for her diligence and also her care, which are two of our core values. Um, and so I recognized her in front of everyone. Hey, Carrie's living out these core values. Uh, let's all acknowledge Carrie. And we all you know, told her great job. She she did such a phenomenal job in there. And so um, so when we do that in in our leadership meetings, we're talking about about we're talking about our values. We're celebrating about uh, when people live out our values. But on many teams, core values are given out in those meetings to people who are not in the meeting. And so uh, one of the most important things that we tell clients is if that's the case, if they stay in that room, they're not going to really make much of a difference. So they have to leave that room. So afterwards, everybody on that leadership team should go to that person at some point throughout the week and say, hey, Carrie, just wanted to tell you, great job. I'm not sure if you heard, but you were the mission moment in the leadership meeting this week for living out these values and for doing this and just wanted to say, keep it up. And when we do that, I'm telling you, that will make such a significant impact in your team members' attitude and behavior. They'll want to continue living out your values because everybody loves being recognized and acknowledged when they do something good within the company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then as far as the value conversation goes, um, we can probably guess, our listeners could probably guess what it would sound like to have a values conversation. Um, but what would it look like to have a values conversation um, when someone on the team perhaps isn't living up to the values, isn't living up to their end of the deal? When they've signed up and they're sitting there and they're saying, yes, I'm going to live by these values. I'm going to do everything that I can for this business, for our customers, et cetera. But then something happens and you find out that they're not doing that. How do the business owners who are listening, um, how do they handle those conversations? What is the best way to go about those? Yeah, it's definitely tough. I, I think most business owners... Uh, at least most of our clients struggle with conflict. Uh, many of them are conflict avoidance, which you know, I don't blame them. At, at times, I am as well. And uh, and so, most often, the the response when we see you know behavior that goes against our values is is just to act passive aggressively or to ignore it and hope it goes away. And so, 
when business owners do that, they're missing an incredible opportunity. And so we want to view these moments as opportunities, opportunities to point people back to the values. So we want to have a difficult conversation. We want to sit down with that team member. We want to let them know that what occurred was not acceptable. It goes against our values. We want to point them back to the value. And again, if we're not pointing them back to the value, you're missing an incredible opportunity. So we want to do that. Um, but in the situation you're talking about, you know, it sounds like this is someone who is continually going against the values, uh, maybe repeating the same error uh, multiple times. And, and so personally, you know, I, I believe in a, a progressive remediation. And so, you know, the first couple of times, maybe you're, you're just having that values conversation, you're pointing them back to the values, you're letting them know the importance of it. But if it continues happening after that, you know, then you need to start considering, okay, well, how do I need to escalate this and and demonstrate the importance of not going against our values? And, and so I I do believe if you feel like you hired that person, they should be there. You believe in them, give them the opportunity, give them the chance, give them clear expectations. That's one of the most important keys. Here's what I expect. Give them a timeline. Here's what I expect over the next 30 days, objectively and subjectively. We're going to sit back down in 30 days. And if these things have happened, then great. I, I'm I'm going to be excited. We're going to talk about what to do from there. But if they if they don't, then we're going to have to talk about uh, uh, what it means to move on from here and, and you leaving the company. And so, um, so personally, I believe give the person a chance, point them back to the values. But if they demonstrate after you clearly lay out your expectation that they cannot uphold your values, again, I go back to they have to be non-negotiable. You have to let the person go. At the end of the day, you don't have room on the bus for someone who cannot live out your values. And if you decide to leave them on the bus, if you decide to give them a seat, you are destroying your culture. You're showing everybody that the values really aren't that important to you. They don't mean that much to you. And, and essentially they won't, they'll go away. They won't make an impact anymore once you do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know how hard it is to have those values conversations just from my previous life, previous experience. And it can be a little nerve wracking, but at the end of the day, when you know how you want your culture to look like, it ultimately is so freeing because you can point exactly to this is what we've agreed that our culture is going to look like. And you are doing X, Y, and Z to not fulfill your end of what you agreed to do to help this culture. Like this just can't, this yeah. can't be it. And on the flip side, it's, hey, thanks so much for actually coming in and stepping up every day um, to be a part of our culture. Yeah. We appreciate that you're here. All right. So the last part of this is ownership, taking ownership of, of the values. Um, do you want to talk with us a little bit about that, Cameron? Yeah. I mean, basically to, to put it succinctly, we, we talked about extreme ownership a lot over the last few days and, and too often business owners we've found want to put their core values in place and then they want to, they want to talk about it. They want to roll it out to the team. And then they just expect things to magically happen. Things just magically change. You know, that's the magic wand and culture, attitude, behavior, everything's going to get better. Um, but really when the values are rolled out, the business owner needs to take the ownership of putting it on themselves. Of, okay. First and foremost, I have to live out these values every day. I have to memorize them. I have to know them cold. I have to celebrate them when I see other people live them out. I have to hold a people, I have to hold people accountable to them. So that starts first and foremost 
with that uh, business owner operator. They have to be doing those things. If they're not doing it, no one else in the company will. You cannot expect them to. So starts with the business owner. And then from there, the leadership team. And then from there um, on throughout the company. So, so yeah, starts at the business owner. You got to take ownership of your values. And when you do, I promise if you, if you do everything we talked about in this short episode, you will see a difference, a change in your culture. Yeah. This is such a great conversation, Cameron. I know that we have listeners, like I had mentioned earlier, that are current clients, maybe past clients, and hopefully we have some future clients out there as well. Um, And I would love to share with them just a little bit more about Axiom. And we talked a lot about how we approach culture and how we approach values and how we approach helping you with those things. But practically, what would it look like um, if we had a business owner reach out to us and want to work with us? Yeah. So for us, it, it just starts with a conversation, getting coffee, or we can swing by your office, whatever's easiest. And we want to answer your questions and we want to ask some questions as well, because we realize we're not a fit for everyone. And so we want to make sure that it would be a good fit for us. We're the teams that we work best with have business owners that are coachable. They, they have a growth mindset and they're employee focused. They love their employees and, and they want to create a better culture, a better company for their employees. So, so if business owners are struggling with things like accountability, like, gosh, I just, I feel like my team's not accountable. Um, or I feel like I just can't get them all focused, aligned, heading in the same direction. Uh, or I feel like my margins aren't where they should be. Or, or I've been stuck at 7 million for the last three years. I don't know how to, how to grow this thing to 10 million. I got a vision, but I just don't know how to get us all there. These, these are a lot of the things that we heard our, our clients say before they brought us on. And those are the, those are, that's exactly what we help with. And so it starts with that conversation to see if, if we're a good fit. And then when we come on board, we don't just work with you as the business owner. Uh, we feel like that would, we wouldn't be able to make near as much progress um, as uh, compared to us working with the entire leadership team. And so we work with your leadership team. We put together a plan for growing the business, for creating a better culture, uh, for addressing the biggest issues and bottlenecks, holding you back from your accomplishing your vision. And then we get to work. We roll up our sleeves, get our hands dirty, and we work right alongside your leadership team um, to, to, make, to make your vision become reality. And so, uh, so yeah, like I said, starts with a conversation. If, if there is anyone listening who's interested, love to talk with you. Um, and there's no obligation. So that, uh, that coffee meeting, we love meeting new business owners. That's really our heart. That's why we do what we do. We think business owners are some of the most generous, charitable, just best people uh, uh, here in America. And so we want to help as many as we can. So so yeah, that's uh, that's my pitch. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Cameron, for being here with me today. I really appreciate having this conversation with you. And I think that our listeners have, will also enjoy hearing this and really learning about values and culture. I think we're all kind of nodding our heads in the same direction today as we listen to what is truly important in our businesses at the end of the day. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was fun. I'll talk about culture and values any day. So Awesome. Well, until next time, thanks for joining us and we will be back soon.